What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm very tired. Hi, tired. I'm dad. Oh, you're so funny. That doesn't make it into the intro. I quit. All right, I'll I'll do it just for you. Uh, let's just get started. Welcome to the Crunch. This is episode nineteen. Today is January twenty second, two thousand and seventeen. We are officially in Trump's America. Take that for what you will. <laughs> I am Ethan, a.k.a. Bro-Postle. And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. And we are here to deliver you the highest quality... I don't know what we do, but it's going to be high quality. Uh, yeah. I hope. I don't know. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm dealing with yeah? spotty internet. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't see your beautiful face as clearly as I want to. I know. You can't see my guns? Mm. No, I can. Actually, they're clear as day. Bam! Which is... I got this sick... Ethan is currently wearing a jersey that he got for free. Yes. So he's wearing a tank top that he got for free, which is the most white trash thing hey, that I've ever heard of. Fight me. K-State played West Virginia yesterday, and they're ranked number seven, and we beat them. And I was at speaking that game, trash. and I got this jersey at that game. Yeah, speaking of white trash, West Virginia. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was super fun. Anyway, I'm just excited. Don't at me. Um. Yeah, today's it's been a good week. It was the first week of school. Did you get all your homework done, Patrick? Oh yeah, absolutely. And then some. It's been a very productive week for me. It's not been a productive week for me. I have not done anything. So I didn't have anything really assigned this week. It's been awesome. I've been meeting with a lot of people and talking about Seek and following up and stuff. So that's been yeah. a lot of my time. Going to Mass. All that good stuff. But, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. I'm a fan. Yeah. I read four books this week. Holy like butts. cover to cover. <laughs> you read four books this week? Yeah, for three days in a row, I read a book every day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. With my new Lamborghini here. <laughs> read a book every day. <laughs> Few people will get that. Um, it's a two percenter. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I'm proud of you for reading that much. I could never do it. Speaking of reading, we'll get to that. Oh, hey. We'll, Whoa. Get, to that. we'll get to that in a second. First, we're going to do Crunch of the Week. 
Um, this is from Mary901. She wrote in a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you very much. She said, as a former youth group aide, I still keep in touch with what is happening in our Catholic youth. I heard about you on another podcast. Uh, thanks, Tommy. And decided to see what you guys had to say. I'll definitely pass on your podcast to our parish to suggest youthful listeners to subscribe. Keep up the good news. I love the show. Thank you, Mary901. Appreciate that. Um, it's always good to get feedback. We do what we can. And if it wasn't Tommy's podcast that you heard us on, let us know which podcast you heard us on so we can grovel at the knees of whoever uh, talked about us. Um, but anyway, Patrick, reading. What's our topic today? Our topic today is the Bible. What? Yeah. No. Just, but we're Catholic. But we're Catholic. We don't know anything about the Bible. Oh my gosh. I was in class yesterday. I'm taking a class called Principles of Biblical Studies 2, and it's with Dr. Scott Hahn. Stop it. And <laughs> You don't have to say who the professor is every time. No, it's it's important to the joke. All so right, all right. He, he's, he's trying to remember that Bible quote that's like, uh, hold fast to the traditions which we have spoken to you either by word of mouth either by letter or word of mouth, right? And he's trying to remember what it is. And none of us can remember what it is. It's Second Thessalonians. He couldn't remember what book it was. And he was like, oh man, I've been Catholic so long, I'm forgetting Bible passages. And everyone was like, whoa, hold on. Zing. The roast. It's too strong. That's actually pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Sensible chuckle. Sensible chuckle. <laughs> Scott Hahn. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was important to talk about our relationship with scripture and kind of how, I mean, cause reading the Bible for me is fairly new and for Patrick, it's not as new. And so we have like, no, I wouldn't say that much. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I don't know. You, you're further along than I am for sure. Um, and I just think kind of having a bit of a range and showing maybe a bit of the logical progression and how we should start reading our Bible and why it's important and why we're bad at it would be an interesting mm-hmm. thing to discuss, you know? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, we, we both went to that same Bible talk at Seek, how to read Bible, how to read the Bible like a disciple, and Jeff Caven started out with this s- story that we've all, we've all lived. <laughs> like, I'm going to read the Bible, and I, the, we get through Genesis, yeah. and you get through Exodus, and you get to Leviticus, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> like, where, where is all of this coming from? And it's because, like, Leviticus happens in the time of Exodus. It's not like a quintrilogy, you know. It's So in, in order to read the Bible, you seem it seems like we kind of have to have a background. And which that's true, because for a lot of history, um, you only heard the Bible at Mass, you know. So the common, the common Catholic... Couldn't read. Could, exactly. <laughs> they didn't, and they didn't need to read any of the stuff that... It seems kind of superfluous, you know, and so they never got bored with scripture, and so they died for it. So, <laughs> but we get bored with scripture, and we don't die for it. Um, so, I guess that's the question: like, how do you get into scripture? How do you really get into it? And, um, yeah, what? Uh, <laughs> you just trailed mm-hmm. off. Um, Fire me. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of so my story is, I mean, the same as everyone else's. Like, I tried to read the Bible when I was younger, um, cause I liked reading, you know, I didn't have a problem mm. with it. I remember I had this huge, it was like this big. And if you can't see, I'm holding my hands up. They're this big. <laughs> and, and I had a huge Bible. It was like a youth Bible, had pictures and everything. And I tried to read nice. from Genesis 
and I didn't even make it through Genesis. Um, and then I got a Bible for confirmation, and I really didn't ever read it much. Like, I don't – honestly, like, I did the thing where I went through and I put the bookmarks where all the different books are, but I never yeah. but I never actually did anything with it. Um, and then really all of high school, there was not much reading of the Bible at all besides, you know, mm-hmm. mass – and the occasional like youth group night or like the challenge be like this week you should read one chapter from the Bible you know, um, <laughs> but other than that it was just it was really it was literally nothing. And I feel really bad. I would go back and tell myself to read the Bible if I could do anything. But when I got to college and after kind of I got my life together and really started taking my faith seriously as a college student, um, I read over the summers when I was volunteering with my youth group because I had we had a weekly meeting every week and we would discuss chapters of John and so I started reading John but then we kind of stopped doing that so I stopped reading John Um, and then I started reading Acts and I think Acts is the first book that I ever read all the way through and that was um, over the summer this summer 2016 like end of the fall it took me I would read every week when I went to adoration and usually not besides then. But Acts was the first book that I read, and I was like, yeah, this is good. I finished a book. I'm proud of myself. This is awesome. And then I didn't read anything else <laughs> until we got <laughs> to winter break, and then I started reading Matthew, and it took me – it was it didn't take me as long to read through Matthew um, because I think I have like one chapter left in Matthew, and I'm almost, almost done with that. And I took really good notes, and I underlined, and I quoted things, and I wrote stuff down in my – book and I'm like, yes, this is good. This is what reading the Bible is like, you know. I'm, I read through it and I finish a chapter and as soon as I finish this book, I want to go on to Mark, you know, and continue. I want to finish all of the Gospels. Um, But, you know, it's taken me 20 years to figure out that, like, this is what I should be doing with the Bible, you know, is reading it and understanding it and learning about it. Like, my favorite, my new favorite chapter in the Bible is Matthew 22 or 23 when Jesus just spends mm-hmm. the whole chapter roasting the Pharisees. And it's amazing. <laughs> and I had no idea that this chapter existed, but it gives me permission to roast my friends, I think, is what it's trying to say. You know? I, no. Uh, incorrect. Uh, mm. It's giving you permission to not be a Pharisee. Uh, I think also to roast people. That's what Jesus said. Feel free to roast them as I have roasted you. <laughs> Amen. But yeah. At St. Lawrence. And now here I am, ready to read more, ready to continue diving into it. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? What's your what's yeah. your deal with it? I, what's my history with the Bible? So my history with the Bible is um, I had a youth Bible when I was little. Not not like a like a Catholic youth Bible, like a like a children's Bible where there were pictures and I read it all the way through and I was like, yes, I read the Bible. Like, I read <laughs> all of it. I don't know what everybody's complaining about. It was about. like 50 pages long. <laughs> no, it had, it, had, it had a pretty good amount of stories in there. It had, like, Noah's Ark, and it had, like, David and Goliath, and it had, you know, like, you, Lazarus rising from the dead. You could have just watched VeggieTales and probably um, would have gotten the same education that you did from that children's Bible. Exactly. And so I read this children's Bible, and so – and then when I got into high school, I had my reconversion – and I was really into apologetics. Like that was that was the first like encounter that I had with knowing things about my faith was not with theology but with apologetics. So the Bible went from being this storybook to being this apologetic tool 
and all of the verses were cannon fodder against my enemies, right? Yeah. So um, that's what God I wants would, us to do. <laughs> exactly. So I would listen to, I would listen to the Old Testament at Mass, enjoy the story. I would listen to Paul's epistle during Mass, take notes when I heard something that was against sola scriptura or like supported the divinity of Christ or the consubstantiality, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I have all this evidence against my enemies," and so. And then I listen to the gospel. And it's a fun story about Jesus. So like <laughs> we have, it's, it's a, like kind of a mis, misinterpretation of what scripture is, you know, um, in, in, in addition to canon fodder, it could be, you know, scripture is a, a collection of, of inspirational quotes. Um, scripture is a book, you know, scripture is like a book that I can just sit down and read. Um, scripture is a list of laws like the, uh, the constitution or what is it like? the code, like building codes. Um, but scripture is none of those things. Scripture is the word of God, which means it is Jesus. What you have, or I'm trailing again. Save me. You're good. Um, All right, cool. for me, a long time, for me, a long time, for me, for a long time, uh, <laughs> the, the Bible was this thing that Protestants memorized and would shout angrily at me and say, Oh uh, yeah. Oh, you're not supposed to call any man father or, um, I don't know, some other thing that supposedly like puts you in a bind, you know? And I would always kind of be like, okay, like you have the Bible, but I have the Catholic church, you know? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I just would, for the longest time, I just did not make the connection that like the, the Bible is ours and it's important to us and we should understand it. And that's where we get a lot of our teachings from is from the Bible. And like listening to Scott Hahn talk about the giving his lamb supper talk, you know, kind of mm-hmm. reinforce that again, just recently, you know, is that so much of what we do comes from the Bible and we are just so dumb, me particularly, that we don't even understand or realize it because either a the protestants scare us away from reading it because we think it's just for angrily shouting in the streets or b we just think that we don't need it because we have the church and the magisterium and the catechism and all these things and people have already interpreted the bible for us so we don't have to read it Mm. which is dangerous and bad because we need to read it it's if everything we do comes from the bible then everything we do gets a lot better Mm. you know like yeah i don't know and Catholics, I think we, we get down on ourselves a lot. You know, we're like, oh, we don't know the Bible enough. But um, Dr. Hahn keeps coming up. In He wrote a book called Consuming the Word, and that title is important to what I want to talk about later. But uh, oh, in yeah. it, he talks about how Catholics actually do know Scripture. We, we do. just don't realize that we do know scripture. We think of, we think we might think that scripture is beyond us and too scary, but honestly, if you go to mass every, every week, even you hear the entire gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, if you go to mass every day, you hear a good majority of the old Testament. And even if you didn't listen to the readings and you heard everything else in mass, you hear some of the most important parts of scripture. You hear stuff from revelation, you hear stuff from Corinthians, you hear, um, yeah, so like just singing the Sanctus or the Holy, 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 mm-hmm. that's scripture. Um, the consecration is scripture. So like we we think we don't know scripture, but we really do. And so once we start reading scripture, we're like, we oh, kind of, because of the liturgy, our eyes are opened and we yeah. kind of see that scripture is in everything we do. Because like, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. You know, yeah. that's from 
you know, a soldier wanting to come into Jesus's house, you know, like, and we took that and put it a part of the mass. Like there are all these just like weird little, little things that we just kind of forget about. And even just in general, like outside of the mass, I mean, from the mass, but not related to the liturgy. Like I know a lot of the stories, you know, like if somebody started talking about a parable, I would know what parable they were talking about because I've heard all of them for 20 years of my life. You know, if somebody started talking about just a certain, uh, you know, story in the old Testament, I'd probably know what it was about. Even though I couldn't tell you, you know, maybe what book it was in or what verse it is, I would say, Oh yeah. uh, Daniel jumped into a lion's den for fun. You know, like I would kind of, (laughs) I would know that's in the book of Daniel, by the way. Oh yeah. That makes sense. I thought it was Samuel. (laughs) Samuel and Daniel, they were tricksters. They like to switch switch their stories around. Yeah, two completely. Never mind. We're in. <laughs> yeah, but I totally, I would, I know all these things, and I feel like a lot of people know these stories. They just get discouraged because they don't know the exact verse and the exact chapter and all of that stuff, which is fine. I don't think it's required that you have a memorized, you know, bank of where all these stories are. Um, even though some people will try to tell you that you do. But knowing knowing the stories is half the battle, and knowing what they mean and knowing what they mean for you and knowing what they mean for your faith is ultimately much more important than just saying, John 26, you know? Even yeah. even though I do say John twenty twenty two all the time. Oh, man. And all the time. All the time. That's the For those playing along at home, that's the passage where Jesus says, he, you know, he breathes on them, he says, the Spirit be with you. Uh, or peace be with you who sends you forgive or forgiven them who sins you retain are retained and i think that's like, 2023 really oh it starts in 2022 it's like two verses long yeah but anyway yeah. hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what i'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but i wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right after this I just opened my Bible because I of that that verse that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I found it. Oh, good. The one from Ezekiel. Give it to me straight. All right. Also, give some this. give some context first, homeboy. No, actually, I'm I'm just gonna drop it and then I'm gonna talk about it. All right, that's fair. I'm cool. ready. I'm All strapped right. in. A reading from the book of Ezekiel. <laughs> it's just it's just uh, chapter three, verse one. For those of you playing along at home. Um, And he said to me, Son of man, eat what is offered you. Eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat. And he said to me, Son of man, eat this scroll that I give you and fill your stomach with it. And then I ate it and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. So he eats a scroll. Yeah, how do I eat a scroll, Patrick? That's interesting. That's so weird because he's eating words. But how how in Christianity are we supposed to eat words? That's weird. Eat the Eucharist. That's the point. <laughs> so, this um, this verse so clearly points to the Eucharist that it's almost ridiculous, and that's that's what I immediately go towards. Is like, how am I going to throw this in my Protestant friend's face? But that's it's Sarah. definitely it's definitely more than that. Um, because it it's like so yeah. So we eat the scroll, we eat the Eucharist, right? Right. But do we do the first part where is you know we we eat the Bible? My my, uh, I, I listened to a talk recently at a retreat that I went to, and the the speaker was talking about eating your Bible. He talked for five minutes, and he was like, "Just read the Bible every day, 
eat your Bible. And he was like, I'm going to say that so that you can remember to eat your Bible every day. Because it's just kind of a weird thing we remember. Eat your Bible. Um, and Origen, I think I'm going to pull out the exact quote because it's kind of, it's kind of awesome. So he's talking about neglecting God's word is like neglect is exactly the same as neglecting his body. So he's like, he's talking about when you receive communion, if anything falls from your hands through negligence, you are, you feel guilty and rightly so. Why do you think that there is any less guilt to have neglected God's word than to have neglected his body? So if we neglect the word of God, we're just as guilty as neglecting his body, whether that's not listening during the readings during mass or not paying the word any attention. So we who receive the word regularly in the flesh should be more so, should be, should be more inclined to receive the word in the form of word in scripture. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the reason that I started – I mean I have this kind of new invigoration for the Bible um, was because I went on this retreat over winter break and I met with a seminarian and we were just talking about kind of my faith life and where I was at and what I was doing. And he said – you know, he talked a lot about you know pouring himself into scripture and that's really how he kind of was discerning his will or like God's will for him, you know, how he was figuring out whether or not to go to seminary. And he told me this – passage from the catechism which i think is paragraph like 102 or 103 um and it says exactly what you're talking about we are to venerate the word as much as we venerate the eucharist and that i literally like i had to sit back in my chair you know because i was i had never Mm -hmm. even like i knew that the word was important i mean this is a few weeks ago i knew that the word was important i i just had never made the connection that that it is as important as the Eucharist because we always point everything towards the Eucharist, which is great and important, but why doesn't everything point towards the word, you know? Yeah. And that's on, that's because they are one and the same. Yeah. Right. Because Jesus was fully God and fully human and the word is written by God and man, you know? So there's, I mean, the parallels are staggering and there for a reason. Um, But yeah, speaking of what you said about venerating the word, have you ever been to a Byzantine liturgy, the Divine Liturgy? No, but I want to. It's awesome. So before each reading, the priest chants, Wisdom, let us be attentive. Ooh. Yeah, I know. And so it's like, first of all, wisdom, he's invoking the Holy Spirit. So he's like, and let us be attentive. It's a reminder, like, this is the Spirit talking to us. Let us be That would probably help attentive. me pay like, a don't... lot more attention to the readings. I know. It's like... Wisdom, let us be attentive. I, I mean, I when I heard that, I was like, oh gosh, I, you're right. I better be attentive. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, it's like your mom telling you to sit up and listen. Like, sit up, listen. It's like, okay, yes, mom, I'm gonna sit here and listen. But yeah, it's more of like, never mind. Sorry, I have Marian consecration on the brain, so I was gonna do a whole Holy Spirit spousal Mary thing, but do it. Ignore it. No, it's fine. I no, I no, oh, I'm not. But I love that. I'm not smart enough to do that. Um. We'll do it later. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to talk to you soon uh, for the podcast. It's going to blow your mind, and you're going to want to do a podcast on it next week. Wonderful. I'm very, cool. I'm very excited for whenever that happens. I am too. Uh, but the whole point of this is that whenever we hear the word, whenever we hear the scripture, whenever we read the scripture, we should invite the Holy Spirit, you know, just a simple saying, come Holy Spirit. Or, you know, anything else that you think that you particularly need. Come Holy Spirit, give me guidance. Come Holy Spirit, give me understanding. You know, ask for the gifts because when you ask for the gifts, Holy Spirit's much more likely to 
you're, you're much more likely to be open to them. The Holy Spirit, I don't know what the Holy Spirit's more likely to do, but you're much more likely to be open to receiving them when you mm-hmm. ask for them. Um, and that's super important. Um, I think that's, uh, there needs to be a certain aspect of prayer associated with reading the scripture because reading the scripture in and of itself, like, yes, is reading the word of God and it's fine, but the act of reading isn't always necessarily the act of praying. And so we have to remember to take that extra step to pray the Bible, even if we're just trying to read it to understand the story. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because most of scripture is prayer. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you want to, if you want to cry a little bit, go to John 19 it's Jesus's prayer in the garden before his, uh, or it might be John 17. I don't know. Don't add me, but it's Jesus's prayer right before he, um, he goes to die. Oh man, it's crazy. It hurts to read, but it's so great. Um, <clears throat> prayers like, uh, the, our fathers in scripture, obviously. Oh yeah. It's chapter but 17. Even, Sorry. Is it chapter 17? Yeah. Sweet. I mean, we, we should know that scripture becomes prayer because, scripture does become prayer in our tradition like the hail mary is from scripture that wasn't necessarily prayer at first but it became it became prayer because that's what the church does the church prays with scripture you're right so that's a good point ethan thank you i do make those sometimes you make them all the time yeah i'm proud of you um another thing a lot this was talked about a lot at seek at least for the guys but was lexio divina um which yeah. i we can give you a brief run through of what that is it's a it's it's a tried and true method of praying through certain stories in the Bible. Usually they're done with kind of the parables that Jesus tells, but it also can be done with like the story of, um, you know, just stories that happen with Jesus, like the feeding of the 5,000 or like the, the paralyzed man or the healing, like all these things. Usually it's with the gospels. I don't really do Lexio with the old Testament, but you probably can, you know, I mean, there are stories back then that are just as good. I don't know what you do, but. I usually do it in the New Testament. But um, what you do is you'll read through a passage or read through a story, right? Um, you read through it one time and then you read it again. Right, Patrick? Oh, I, th- I thought you were I thought you were like just saying that. Yes, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you read it again and then the second time that you read it, you are um, trying to find a certain word that sticks out to you. Um, like a phrase and you stop. Or a word or a phrase, yeah, that like just really because every single time there'll be something that just catches your attention and you won't be able to stop thinking about it. And this literally without fail, like it sounds goofy, but it happens every single time that I do it, is that some word will be really just popping off the page at you. And so the second time you read through it, find that word or that phrase, take it and reflect on why that word or phrase is popping out to you and what it has to do with you know, kind of your life right now or kind of what it means in pertaining to the scripture, pertaining to what you need to do, what you are thinking about doing, what you've been praying about. And then once you've done that, just kind of sit back and totally reflect um, and contemplate, you know, God working in your life, what God is, how God's working through you through this uh, Mm -hmm. scripture passage. Um, And really just those four steps is read it once, read, find a word, reflect on the word, reflect on God. It's just, whew. It kills you. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good process, and it the Latin words are so hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like contemplatio, or, contemplatio, and and um, resolute. No, that's not it. That's, no. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Nobody speaks Latin anymore. 
It's a dead language. <laughs> oh my god! The church should Trevor. every church so, should use it. English. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. No, um, but that's just one way to read. If you've never heard of Lexio before, that's one way to kind of pray specifically that's a very uh, kind of a more intense prayer uh, method with the bible what i like to do is i like to read and underline the things that i like and write in the margins i write in the margins all the time of like little points that i make or i'll look in the footnotes and i'll circle the footnotes because the footnotes say what i was going to write um (laughs) and yeah it's just it's good to have i mean it's okay to write in your bible no one's gonna bust down your door and you know hurt you it's not like it's not like those tags on mattresses that say do not tear off you know (laughs) like you're allowed to you're allowed to tear off the mattress tag from your bible right in it yeah yeah i agree yeah that's Uh, that's all i have there was a story um that a that a speaker told once where he uh he had never read his bible he got one for confirmation and it just kind of sat in his closet and then he like became an atheist and then kind of turned back to God and he was like, where do I start? And he just opened his Bible and turned to Matthew. This is a fortunate, that that was a fortunate incident because he was able to read scripture and that brought him to Jesus. And that's something that we don't really, uh, we don't really think when we think I'm going to read the Bible, we start with Genesis. You know, it's kind of like the Star Wars movies, you know, (laughs) you're not supposed to watch them in order. You're supposed to watch them with the second trilogy first. (laughs) You know, you're supposed to watch them starting with episode four. Um, the Bible is like Star Wars. No, so we, Nope. Nope. <laughs> bad podcast title. Don't call I'm it I'm not going to do that. No. Good. So you start with the New Testament because the new is hidden in the old. So we need to start with that. Uh, the, the guy that I was talking about, the speaker, he told us to, uh, if, if you're starting reading scripture at an intermediate level or at a beginner's level and just take the humility to say that you are, because I mean, I've had to do it too. <laughs> I, I, I am a beginner when it comes you're to scripture. You're so humble, Patrick. Here. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that even someone with a year of theology education can be considered a beginner if they don't read scripture. <laughs> you sound like a chotch. Awkward pauses are fun. So um, start with the Gospels <laughs> because you need to understand the person of Christ. Uh, the person of Christ, God was in, was um, received by Mary in her heart before she was he was received in her womb. So we need to, we need to receive the word of God, the word of Christ, before we receive him in the flesh in the Eucharist. And then if you're starting at an intermediate level and you've read through the New Testament, you kind of understand, start with the prophets, especially Isaiah, who foretells the coming of Christ. Um, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and, and Isaiah are like the three big prophets. There's four, but they're the, they're my favorite. And then if you, if you're at an expert level, then why are you listening to our podcast? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so if, you, if you're at an expert level, then start with the early church commentary. There's this really good, um, series out that you could probably find at like a, a seminary library or something that is uh early church early commentaries on scripture and it it goes through the bible and it finds um early church fathers commentaries on those scriptures they're really expensive they're 50 dollars a piece and you probably can't buy them but they're good wow that's good thank you patrick <laughs> now I, we know why i keep you around <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so you can drop knowledge like that i don't know anything about that i don't have a seminary library <laughs> My library has four Matthew Kelly books. Nice. And the Confessions. Ooh, good. And a couple of G.K. Chesterton books. And that's really, like, it. I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> that's, 
slowly building. I see your bo- your bookshelf is my huge. bookshelf's in the background. Yeah, with a ton it's of stuff. massive. Don't even don't even tell me what's on there. Oh, anyway, yeah, that's good. We're right at thirty minutes. Wonderful. Oh no way. Yeah, time flies when you're crunching on. I know, especially when you're crunching on the Bible. Get it? <gasps> ah! Oh, it all ties in. I'm I'm so funny all the time. Don't call the podcast this episode "Crunching on the Bible." I might. I might not. Oh no. Uh, um, do you have anything else? I think we're good. I think we've talked their ears off about. I covered everything that I wanted to. I, t- I did as well, which is good. I'm glad we got to talk about this. I'm hoping that it helps some of you kind of feel energized to read the Bible because I know that you know hearing some of this stuff really got me jazzed about it. And I mean that jazz isn't always going to stay there, but um, just remember it and do it. Remember the Alamo. But God's will doesn't include smooth jazz. It doesn't. Um. Yeah, business-wise, I don't think we have anything going on. Contribute to the Patreon if you haven't. Um, the, oh, link, yeah. the link is in the show notes. We put it there every week, but we always forget to talk about it. Um, if you want to help us uh, do more things, t-shirts and the like, um, contribute yeah. to the podcast or to the podcast through the Patreon page. Um, if you want to contribute but not monetarily, just follow us on Twitter. Hopefully, you already do, and that's how you found us. If not, welcome. Glad you're here. And, yeah, I guess we will see you next week. Do you have anything else? I have nothing else. Awesome. I'm excited to read scripture more. Me too. Let's go. Let's go and do that right now. Actually, I'm going to go shower. And then I'm going to read scripture. Because <laughs> he can't Waterproof Bibles. Both. I need a waterproof Bible. We'll make millions. <laughs> it's called a Kindle in a Ziploc bag. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.